0: Okay. Good evening. Uh, story time tonight. We're learning Maseches uh, Yevamos. We're on uh Tezayin. And we're starting three lines from the top. Uh, the last couple of days, we've spent uh, quite a bit of time focusing in on the sheets of Beishamai as to whether or not it was ever really practically poskined that a tzara of an erba is allowed to marry the yavam. And at the top of the page, it says Tashma. there. We already learned that there abdosa Dosa Ben is, or is quoted in his name, that Atsara, Atsara was allowed to marry one of the brothers. So we're going to analyze that and then go into the details of how this story um, actually developed. And then uh, uh, that'll basically cover the, the entire story today. So let's get started. Sorry, I, just gotta, I can't see out of my glasses, which is a bit of a problem. We are three lines down on Tesai and Amidalev, and the Gemara says as follows, Gufa may Dosa Ben During the days of Rabbi Yochanan Ben Horkinus, we learned the din that he tirut sabas We learned that it was permissible for one to, uh, for a tzara to a of an erva, to marry an uncle. To marry, excuse me, to marry the yava. And uh, at, at, then the b'risa continues. But the people in the base medrash had a very hard time with this. Ribdose bin ben was a very very big chacham. His eyes stopped working. He was going blind. And Milavo because of that, he never came to the base medrash. So they wanted to argue with him and talk to him and learning. But but he wasn't there to be argued with. So says the Gemara Amar. Uh, who's going to let him know that we don't agree with him? So Amar Rabbi I'll The of me, who's going to join Rabbi Yoshua? So Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, I'll go as well. The Achar of me, who's the third person who's going to go? And the Gemara says Rabbi Akiva. Fine. These three rabbanim Chashuvim, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, and Rabbi Akiva went for a walk to the home. So they went and they stood at the opening of the house. the uh, maid maidservant, saw them and uh, she greeted them outside seemingly. Then she goes back inside, and the Gemara says that Amra the great uh, the great wise rabbis of Israel have come to uh, have come to visit you. So Amar Lah, he says to the maid servant, you they should all be able to enter the house. But invite them. So they all walked in. Remember, he's basically blind. Tafsud the Yoshua, he grabbed the arm of Rebbe Yoshua, and he puts him down on a bed that, that's made out of gold. Go, there's another student there. Tell him he can come in too. Amar Mihu. and he says, Who is it? Rebelazar ben Azariah. So he says, Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, wow. Omar v'yeshlo ben l'Azariah chavireinu. Oh, he knew Azaria from the previous generation. He knew the father, not the son. He didn't even know that, that Rebbe Lazar was born. So he says, uh Then he called out the Pasuk right after that, which is a famous Pasuk, When I was, I I used to be young and now I'm old and I've never seen uh, the righteous uh, uh, lose out on things and that their children have a bikush of lechem. Ain Torah, ain lechem el and his children are learning Torah. Rabbi Lazar ben Azar is a tamid chacham. Tafsavoshi ba mitzah shalzav. He too gets to sit down on a golden bed. Amarle, Rabbi Emor le tamicha acher, Rabbi There's another student here as well. Amarle, who is it? Akiva ben Yosef. So how does Rabbi Doseb ben Hurkanitz respond? Amarle, atahu Akiva ben Yosef. Sheshimcha holach misofa olam ba zofa. You're the famous Akiva, even in his lifetime, right? It wasn't posthumous. He was, he was well known in in his day. He, he was the Balchuva, He was the token Balchuva so everybody knew about him uh, and the uh, gamar says shave Bini shave uh, why doesn't he get to sit in the golden chair maybe he did maybe he didn't all of these Gemaras, every detail here is going to be parsed out in the meforsha kamos there should be more people like you akiva when i'll give up the golden chair i <laughs> <laughs> 100% 100% <laughs> me too where are we, we, we are uh, just about halfway down on Tesdaya about eight line lines before the wide lines. So, fine, they're sitting and learning. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Doseb, and Horkinus, and these three rabbis, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Lazar ben Azari. They started talking to him and learning, until they got to the Shaila of the Tzara, of the daughter, can she marry, can the Tzara marry the Yavam? Um, they all they all said to him, they all leaned in, waiting to hear the answer of Rubdosa and Horkinus. What's the deal with the Tsaras Habas? Is it allowed? Is it not allowed? So he tried to skirt the answer to, it's a machlokas, as if to say that they didn't know that. Of course they knew that. So says the Gemara, yeah, okay, good. But Lamaisa, how do we pass in? So he wasn't as uh, bashful as yesterday's, uh, yesterday's discussion. Lamaisa is like, that uh, we, we do not allow it like our Mishnah on Duff Beis. Not like the Mishnah that we recently learned with Beis Shammai. and Amr Amrulay, they said to him, we don't want to be disrespectful, but you should at least know what's out there. People are talking about you. People are saying that you said that the Halacha is like Beis Shammai. What do you have to say about that? So Rabdoz bin Horkin has said, uh, hold on. Amr lahem, dosa shamatem, did you hear my first name? You heard it in the name of dosa? Oh, did you hear that ben horkinus shamatem? Which one was it? Was it dosa or ben horkinus? We'll see what the difference is in a moment. And says the Gemara, amr they set him chai, rebi stam shaman. We really, honestly, what we heard is just that it was stam. It was ben horkinus, just your family name, but not, not your first name. Amar lahem, well, that makes sense. Ach katan yeshli, I have a brother who's also ben horkinus, right? We're, we're brothers, so ben horkinus. But Bihor satanhu, he is the oldest of the satan. What does that mean? It doesn't sound like the warmest of terminologies. So take a look at Rashi. Rashi's 10 lines or so from the top of the page. Very sharp. And he will stand on his position on any sheath. Once he gets an idea stuck in his head, there's no use negotiating with him. He is the Bechor Sata. Some of fortune uh, changes to Bechor Shanun. He is very sharp. He's very learned. Either way, the Yonasan Shamo, the Gemara says, two lines before the wide lines. His name is Yonasan. So this person's name is Yonasan Ben Horkinus. The Humi De Shamai. Oh, so if you heard that there was a Ben Horkinus who said that the Allah is Shamai, like Shammai, that, uh, that we hold that a Tsaras Erva is allowed to marry the Yavam, it must be my brother. By the way, on your way out, he says to them, you do not want to start a conversation with this guy because he's going to give you 300 reasons as to why that's true. This is a, one of the famed uh, hyperbolic numbers in Shas, 300 and 400. There's a whole list of them, but this is one of the famous ones. Aval, second line into the wide lines. But Dose Ben Horkin, says, Made any alai shemayim va'aretz? I have testimony. Shall meducazu yoshav Chagai Hanavi that on this chair he points to this particular chair. Chagai Hanavi sat on that chair. The Amar Shlosha and he taught three halachos. Here's what Chagai Hanavi taught. Number one, sarah habas asura. Wow, that's a problem. That's not a Bosco saying that Shammai is wrong. That's a Navi saying that Shammai is wrong. That's pretty bad. Uh, and then the, the second thing, these are the next two are unrelated uh, that uh, Chagai said. The second thing was that Amon Moab, countries that are uh, right on the border, at least at that time, right on the border of Eretz Yisrael, that, uh, that by them, Maasr and Shani, Meiser, Ani, that there still is Meiser Ani during Shviz, normally during a Shemitah cycle. Like right now, for people who are appropriately halachic, there's no Meister Shani, there's no Meister Ani, there's nothing, there's nothing at all. Only during, only, only, outside of Eretz Yisrael. So Amon and Moab are clearly outside of Eretz Yisrael. And the third thing that Chagai uh, taught was a mechavon, that we accept Geirim from these two countries of Cardinian and Tarmudin. Uh Let's finish the story here with Chagai uh, and, uh, and Rabbi Yeshua and uh, Rabbi Akiva and Velazir ben Azariah and Dosa. Tana shenichnasu when all of the the gentlemen when all of the rabbanim chasuvim entered the house nichnasu befesach echad they all walked in the front door together. However kshiatsu yatu b'shloshah psachim why did they go out of three doors? Tosos on the on this page says yatu Gemol psachim shelo yimteim kulam yachad they shouldn't all be found by yonasan beik bechem behalachos beit darchul bekuah what was the problem? Majority rules. So if 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 they ended up convincing the Rabbanim in the room, they'd all have to pask in that way. I don't know that why why does that make sense? That they'd all have to change halacha? That's very strange. Yahvi Rabim Halacha kiravim is in a vacuum? Is it just who's in the room? And all of a sudden they have to keep that way. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. I don't know exactly what tosos means. I'm not sure. Anyways, the Gemara says, Pagaboba Rabbi Kiva. Happens to be that the door of the Rebbe Akiva went up. He bumped into Yonasan. Uh, Yonasan Bendosa. Akshele. So uh, he started uh, you know poking the beehive and he tried to get Rebbe Akiva to get under his skin, but he stumped Rebbe Akiva. That's a pretty impressive uh, feat right there. Omar and this seems to be a little bit tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> it's beautiful that you got yourself a wonderful name. However, he got to Bakar but you're not even honestly a shepherd for the cows. So Rabbi Akiva has to decide what kind of man he wants to be right now. Does he want to be confrontational or does he want to, you know, totally de-stress the entire situation? So, per his character, what does he do? He's a mensch. And he just ends the whole conversation. He's like, forget that. Akiva, song. I'm not even shy to herd sheep. Forget about hurting the bigger animals. I'm a little guy. And the humility ends the conversation. What's he going to say? The conversation's over. Okay, you're right. I don't know everything. Good. That's what he says. End of the story. So that is what the Gemara concludes seemingly, although we should say that it's very confusing right now because we concluded at the top of the page yesterday with this b'risa of Dosa that seemingly uh, Tsaras Habas that is mutter. And then when we actually talk to Dosa, we see that that's not how he paskins. Not only is it not how he paskins, but it's not how Chagai paskins, and Chagai was a Navi. Forget about Atam al-Chacham, he was a Navi, he knew. So if we were postkin, we'd have to say that Tzaras Habas is Aser. But why didn't Bei Shammai know about what happened with Anavi? Why, why, why wasn't that uh, Dvarim you doing? I mean, it, it, he's got a chair sitting in his house that was sat in by Chagai. Was it a? I don't think that was a Mushal. I think the Gemara, the language of the Gemara, seems pretty clear that he had that. Everybody should know about the famous chair where Chag, like that. Wouldn't, wouldn't everybody talk about that? The throne in which Chagai said three psakim. Very strange. Um, so we're three-fourths of the way down, halfway through the wide lines on Tezayin and Muralaf, we're going to continue analyzing the next two comments that were made by Chagai on that meducha on that chair, and one of them was that Amon Umoav Ma'asr and Ma'asr Oni why is it that they still give Ma'asr says the Gemara, Amar Mar Harbe Kavshu Kavshu Bavel, in the two different um, uh, conquests of the Jewish people, one was Ole Mitzrayim and one was Ole so in regards to Ole Mitzrayim there were a lot of cities that were conquered and many of them were not reconquered during uh, during a the, the Kedusha that took place with the Kibush of Ole Mitzrayim was only a temporary Kedusha and not a long term Kedusha. So, what did they do with Amon and Moab? So the Gemara says that it was conquered initially in Ole Mitzrayim. However, when the, during the crusade, when, they, when the Jews were, were on the warpath to take back Eretz Yisrael, in the times of Ole Babel, they did not recapture Ammon and Moab. They left them. Why? Very sensitive. It's not always about geography in regards to conquering land. You also have to eat. And because we know that we have restrictions, so we should uh, take very fertile ground and uh, leave Ammon and Moab alone. We'll make them our slaves, but the country is not going to become... Uh, uh, Eretz Yisrael. Next in about seven, eight lines from the bottom, Te Zayin, the Gemara says in the Kabbalan says, in HaKarduim Chagai, the Nabi told us that we are allowed to accept Geirim from these two countries. Aini, is it true that we're allowed to accept gehrim from these two countries? We're not allowed to, says the Gemara Amaravashi. That's not what Rami bar meant. What he meant was kartuyim itmar. It was a different uh, country. Kartuyim and kartuyim were not the same. That the kartuyim, those people are psulim. we're not allowed to take any gerus from them. Vika de Amre, some say that the question that the Gemara asked when it said Aini was a little different. After all, what does it say? My love, It's a similar result, but the way we get to there, uh, two different ways to get from point A to point B. So it says the Gamar, no, that there really is a difference between those countries, these two countries, and the din that, that Chagai said is still spot on, and the Kartuim were a different country altogether. Four lines from the bottom of Yochanan Vesavi, these are two uh, Amorayim. Savi is a rare name, but that's uh, who he is. Says the Gemara to Ein So that's a problem. If you're not allowed to accept Germin from the Tarmudim, so doesn't that mean that you're going right in the face of Chagai? Because if you look at the Gemara's quote, from a few lines before, it says not Tarmudim not Tarmudim. was one of them. So Rav Yochanan says that uh, that we are not mekabel. Says the Gemara. Umiyama, Does Rav Yochanan really say that? After all, we have a Mishnah. All of the ksamim in regards to the tomb of Itara, Uh, we know that by Hilchos Nida, that there is a din called ksamim, a kesem is when a a woman sees blood external to the body on a garment, on something that uh, is is macabre, whatever it is, that's when we consider it to be a problem, albeit midirabhannan, a woman will not become a nida from a spot uh, if it's external. This is sharply contrasted with anything that's done internal to the body, an internal badika, that's a dindoraisa most likely that's a dindoraisa of nida. So here in regards to ksamim, kol aksamim abaymina rekem, from the city of Rekem, says the Gemara, those are all Tehorim. Why is that true? Take a look at Rashi's six lines from the bottom of the page. Because the goyim don't have the same halachic status in, in, in Tuma as Jews do. We're not concerned about the discharge, the, the dam discharge, the kesem of an akum. And uh, rekem is a bunch of goyim. It's a bunch of non-Jews. They're a bunch of obdei kochavim. So we're not concerned about them. Rabbi Yehuda says they are tame because they some of them are gerim and a ger is a yid. Um, And as well, some of them are toim. What's a toim? Take a look at Rashi, very important Rashi, hashkafically for how we treat those who may not know better about Judaism and even those who do know better and rebel anyways. What does Rashi say? The Toim, who are these people? They rejected their religion. The Gezra al-Kismayim, we have a Gzera on their Aksamim, that they that they do count. We are concerned about their Aksamim. She'af al-Pi, Shechatu, even though they do Avera, Sheheimiru, that they've they left the, the religion. You don't lose your status as a Jew. We will see later today that, shockingly, there was potentially one time in history where Jews had their status revoked which is exceedingly rare. It's probably, I, I, to my knowledge, it the doesn't mean anything to my knowledge, but I, it's the only time I've ever heard of it. Um, we have definitely not seen it in Shas this far. Uh, so the Gemara says that uh, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees when it comes to v'tom, The V'ton, and Midbain Kochavim, if you're in a country that's purely, or in a, in a locale that's purely, of Kochavim, then the halacha is to horim, then we don't care about their Ksamim either. When we analyze this statement of the Mishnah, what do we see? Kapasik it says at the end of that Mishnah, and that applies v'afilu min tarmod. So tarmod was one of the countries that Chagai had said. What did Chagai say? So Chagai, let's find the, the statement of Chagai. He said that we are um, that we in makabel Gerim yet in the and then Rav Yochanan said we're not Maccabaean from Tarmud and then the Gemara asked against Rav Yochanan hey hang on one second they're a non-Jewish country which means that they're tehorim so that's a problem that doesn't work with what we've been saying Says the Gemara uh, says the the Rashi on the top of Te Bafidumitarmud Alma Lav the There is no suffix about whether or not these people are Jews, they're straight up going. There's no suffix about them at all. So then that that that's a problem because it seems to be that they should not that they should not have a problem with doing geirus. And it seems from here in this context that there, there's no reason why we can't accept them to be uh, gerim. So this is the problem of Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan's first comment seemed to go against Chagai because he said, you're not allowed to accept Gerim from Tarmud. Yet here in this context, on the second line of Tezayin, Mabed Rav Yochanan says, If you want to argue that maybe over here, that Rav is not really saying his own shita, he's saying, Zos, this is the din, but below below Svirale. It really is not his opinion. Absolutely not, because Rav Yochanan, Mishnah. It doesn't make sense that he would say that because Allah has kistam mishnah. And it seems to be that this is his shita because the stam mishnah that we just learned is that any place that's all akum, then we are not concerned about their bidikahs. We're not concerned about their ksamim, excuse me. And that should include tarmut. So they should be able to do gior. So says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. There's a little bit of confusion about Rav Yochanan. who Rav Two of his talmidim, two Amorayin that followed Rav Yochanan didn't know how to learn Rav Yochanan. They weren't sure what the din was. Says the Gemara, why were we being so uh, concerned about tarmod, the tarmod my time alone, why would we not be able to uh, to accept them as gerim if in fact there's nothing wrong with them? They're just not Jews. Why would we be mocked but to not accept them? So it says the Gemara. There's a machlokas between these two Amorim. One of them because is what happened to the Avdei Shlomo, and one is possibly because of what happened to the Benot Yerushalayim. I understand why what you're talking about with Avdei Shlomo because what is that talking about? About because Ove Kochavim the if you have a non-Jew or a slave, Haba al-Basisrael, who has a child who has relations with a Bas Israel, Havlad Mamzer. This is a uh, very, very, very uh, strong comment that if a non-Jewish man is the father of a child to a Jewish woman the child is a mamzer. so let's take a look quickly at rashi what does rashi say about avde shlomo third line second and third lines of rashi so avde shlomo that these people were of, of tarmud shenasu benos because of their wealth the darin of they were living there as goyim but with jewish wives because so the Gemara's first answer as to why tarmod cannot become gerim is because some of them uh, captured the wives of the of the family, the descendants of Shlomo, and their children are mamzerim. So that's a big problem. I get this phone call came out every day of the week. My, my son uh, my son married a Jewish girl, but he's not Jewish. So that child's a mamzer according to the Shita. We don't hold like that. We don't hold like that. But it's a one of those things that you hope no one finds the recording about because it's a little bit uncomfortable. That's what the Din of the Gemara says. So, that sheet, we understand why Tarmod wasn't allowed to marry in because they, they were inappropriate. And yeah, that's not right. What happened with the answer of Benos Yushalayim? That the reason why. Why we don't allow tarmo to be gerim is because they did something with the Benos Yushalayim. What's that story? It says the Gemara, Yosef So Rav Yosef and the Rabbanon don't understand their Rebbe. There were 12,000 men. And then separately, Veshisa Alfei Kashtuye. And there were an additional 6,000 people who were archers. Kashtuye. Rashi says Kashtuye halfway down. Rashi says Moshe Kesses, the ones who pulled the boats. They were archers. So there were 18,000 people, 12,000 were regular soldiers, 6,000 were archers. There were only twelve thousand in total, half of whom were uh, were archers. What does that have to do with anything? Last short line. When the non-Jews entered into the Heichal, the majority of people had Nifnu al They were peeling the gold off the walls, gold and silver, all the clay shares, whatever. They were stealing everything. That's the valuable stuff. However, Veheim the Tarmudim, what did they do? The Veheim Nifnu al This was where their crime was. They saw that there were young Jewish maidens, young Jewish girls, and they took advantage of them. as the Pasik says, Inu, the women of Zion, they uh they violated Basulos the virgins who were in the uh, hills of Yehuda. So that's what they did wrong, and that's why the Gemara says in the name of Haggai that we are not allowed to marry the B'nai Tarmu. Not allowed. Allowed? He said we are allowed. Sorry, I just mixed it up. Had it in my head for a second. Let's see what he says. So Haggai Haggai had said No. Mm. We are Makabal. So why does Rav Yochanan say we're not Then That's why. So Rav Yochanan says we're not because of either because of uh, Benos Yerushalayim or because of uh, the Benos uh, Shlomo. Okay, let's continue. The Gemara says, uh, we are on the second of the wide lines. Amar bar Nachmeni, Amar The following Pasuk was said by a Sar Olam by a Malach, Rashi says this is referring to a Malach doesn't mean the master of the world. It just means one of the angels. What is the Pasuk? I used to be a child and now I'm older. It has to be that it was said by an angel. Why does it have to be said by an angel? Because otherwise, man amre, who is the one who would have said this phrase? If you want to say that a Kodesh Baruch Hu said it, how can you say that a Kodesh Baruch Hu ages? We age, but he doesn't age. says the Gemara, you want to say the David said it, he didn't live that long. He wasn't that old to say, uh, he wasn't uh, 200 years old, he was in his 70s. It says, the It must be that there was another being that said it, and it must therefore be Sar HaOlem The Gemara says, Another phrase by him, which is why this is brought here, That a, a hand was spread of evil over all of the Mahmodea. This is referring to the nations of Amun and Moab. What does this have to do with anything? What does the Pasuk mean? What did they do? Says the Gemara, When the Goyim entered into the Heichal, says the Gemara, Everyone was trying to steal the gold, the silver and the gold. And they went for the Sefer Torah to destroy the Sefer Torah. Why did they do that? Amru, because the Pasuk says, Amon and Moab, this is the story of Lot and his two daughters, where they um, got him drunk, and then the older sister conceived from him, and the next night they got him drunk again, and the younger sister conceived from him. So that's Amon and Moab, Mei Avi, from my father. So then the Gemara. No, so I'm just saying it's the a con- it's concept. the context of yeah. uh, of what of, of how Ammon and Moab were created. Yeah, right. what are you saying? What, what are you saying? No, well, the reason you can't the reason there's an istir for them. Hashem, is because on the path from it's, right there, it's Israel, they attacked. Oh yeah, they, oh, right. Yeah, that yeah. is their history. Right. That's Lo Yav. Right. That was their history. Right. So Lo Yavo Ammoni Hashem. So they went after the Torah, and therefore Yisra, Yisra Bez, They wanted to burn the Torah. Say so they, they this was a personal matter by them because their nations were insulted. What does the pasuk mean when it says "Tiva Hashem liYakov sevivav tzarav"? That Hashem commanded to Yaakov and to be sevivav tzarav, to be uh, surrounded by their enemies. Amarav kegon homanya lefum Nahara. This is where the Greeks uh, were engaging with the Jews lefum nara at a location called lefum nara. Rashi says uh, two thirds of the way down in Rashi, "Debar hamaskel homanya lefum nara." The homanya yevanim heim umetzairin lebnei fum nara Shehem Yisrael ani. That's what they were doing. They were they were pillaging the poor Jews. This is a, a line that is uh, seemingly out of its context. Either way, the Gemara continues with one last suya. <laughs> we know that when there was a uh, when uh, sent all the Jews away, that there were 10 Shvatim that held on to some degree of their uh, uh, of their of their tribe status, and what we were concerned about, says Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Ravasi, is that if a non-Jew um, is Mekadesh, someone today, we're Khoshesh leketushin. What's the Navkamina, Mamzerus, Navkamina is huge because if in fact he's a Jewish man, and let's say that the Kedushin was real, but she's like, oh, forget it, you're a guy, and she goes and marries another man, a Jewish man, and has a baby, the kids and moms are mamish. So it says the Gemara, we're concerned that if an Ove Kochabim is Makade Shanisha, Bizman Hazet, their Bizman Hazet was 1800 years ago, it wasn't, it's not today's Bizman Hazet. So it says the Gemara, maybe he's a Yid. I ask the Gemara uh, from a famous uh, line in the Gemara, I have a call to parish, whenever we look at a collection of items and you randomly select one of them from that collection, we assume that call to parish, anything that separates itself from the pack is Merubah parish is from whatever is the majority of the pack. So if you have a regular guy in the United States of America, statistically he's Jewish. If he happens Gosh. to, what? Statistically, he's not Jewish. That's a very good correction. Thank you. Statistically, he is uh, he's not Jewish. So why do I have to assume that there's going to be a risk of Mamzeros with this guy who made Kedushin to... He's not Jewish. He got a guy named John from the northern suburbs, and he married a nice Jewish girl. <laughs> we Nishtaraya. Don't, we don't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So why do we have to be for Kedushin if it, the majority of people who live in the United States in our locale are not Jewish? Says the Gemara. It depends. B'duchta oh, Kvi. that. When do we say that we're concerned about kedushin? That's when the place has a kvius. When there's, when, this is the same thing by the cases that we've learned in previous mesehdes, and I'm sure we'll learn again about the cases of Tesha uh, chetichos shabasar. Uh, It depends if there's a a kavua, so then it changes things. So what does it mean kavua? The Amar Abba Barqahana, the Pasuk says, These are all cities. These are the cities where the 10 tribes live. These are the cities where the 10 tribes live some say that Arimada is a little different. It's near a different location. What does that mean? These are all locations. So in those places, that's where the 10 tribes, I was on a plane once and some guy saw that I looked like an Orthodox Jew. And he said to me, I'm I'm from the 10 lost tribes. He was telling me he's from the 10 lost tribes. I'm like, you're absolutely not a Yid. That's for sure. There's nothing to even talk about. So even when they tell you that there was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We, we, we need more Yichus than, than I'm one of the 10 tribes from something that happened 1,800 years ago. There's not a right at all. He's a Goi da Raisa, called the parish ruba parish. That's not Kviyas, that he says that he's one of the 10 tribes. But if Taka says, so let's talk about a case right now. Let's say that um, this happens all the time. They'll uh, tell you, as a mole. you get a phone call. Uh, my name is so-and-so. Let's say I know the girl side of the family, and I know that they're Jewish. Oh, tell me about your husband's side of the family. Yeah, he's just a nice guy from Northbrook. So what's the kvius? Is it called the parish miruba parish mamish? Like you take the population of Northbrook, and if there's fifty one, or she's likely to marry a Jewish guy, and there are Jewish guys. Like how do we look at these sughis? No nafkimina for the status of the baby because the baby's follows the mom. We're going to learn the marrimakomos today on the top of daf yud and very important marrimakomos. We'll learn it learn it in a moment. But the point of the gemara here is that when do we have to be chosheish about the guy? saying, the guy doing kedushin to a Jewish girl, and that maybe he's one of the ten Shvatim, that's only when there's a Kviis, that's only when there's a Kviis, and if there isn't a Kviis, that this is a place where we presume that the ten tribes lived, so then we fall back on the rule of Kolda Parish, Merubah Parish, and uh, and then all is well. Good. Says the Gemara, Amara, Vichulan, Lifsul. All of these are going to be problematic cases. What does the Gemara say? Uh, that uh, they're all going to be puzzle. Rashi explains top line of Daf Zion, Amadalip, the puzzle, says the Gemara, Ruban Mamzerim. Wow, that's not good. In those communities, that's a very big problem. Okay, let's continue. Says the Gemara, that uh, if you, in the beginning of this story, we heard that Rav Yehuda told Rav this din, that an Oved Kochavim, that we're concerned about his Kedushin, we know about Rav Yehuda, that he had the distinct privilege of learning both by Rav and by Shmuel. So then when he was learning by Shmuel on the fourth and fifth lines in Yod and Amar Aleph, Ki Kameh to Shmuel, when he told over this din that he heard from Rav that an Oved Kochavim that was mekadesh a woman, we are concerned that it's from one of the ten Shvatim and the Kedushin might be chal. Amar well, that's not true. Bincha, when you have a child with a woman who is Jewish, then that child is your son. However, says the Gemara, the Ein bincha haba min ha-ovedes kochavim kari bincha el Yikes. Says the Gemara, that the child of an ovedes kochavim is not your child. It's, it's her son. It's not your son. It's her son. In other words, the baby is a Goy. And this Mari Makom is quoted in the Rambam. It's quoted in, uh, in the Halachos of Isure Bia early on in Perak Beis. Um, and this is one of the key Mari Makomos that we utilize to clearly stipulate that only with the birth of a child to a woman who is Jewish is that considered to be your child, to be a Ben. We always follow the mother. But what we see from here is that this is not considered a case of mamzerus. We see that the kedushin wasn't the problem, it's just a question of Jewish status. So why are you saying that there's kedushin? Yerub Yehuda, says Gemara, um, uh, yeah, that, uh, oh, so that was his question, says Gemara, that it shouldn't be a problem, says Gemara, that's not true. It could be that that generation had, had daughters, and if that generation of the Asar Shvatim had daughters, then those girls are Jewish, but then the next generation, all of those kids are also Jewish because they're girls take out the word Shmamina. so says the Gemara, a terrible answer, we have a tradition, the women of that generation, they were all torn up. So the Meforshim explained that what we're talking about here uh, is, uh, Rashi says it uh, terribly, uh, halfway down, their uh uteruses uh, uh, exploded or were torn up. Miliklo they were not able to receive zera, akaros. All of the women of that generation were barren. There were no multiple generations of children born then. Anika de another version of this story is Kiya Mr Kame quoted this din in front of Shmuel, some that. They, we, they did something again. How does it work? I don't know. But they made all of these people into Ovde uh, Kochavim, and that they were no longer halachically considered to be Jewish. I don't know how that works. These are Zarim, they're strangers, they're not yid. So again, this is a very, the Mephorshim speak about this. You can look around, not here, but the Mephorshim do speak about this idea um, as to how it could be. Is it a, a, like a Horashah? Not, not so clear. And, and, and what are the mechanics? Do we have a a, a hidden system in place to undo Jewish status? Uh, that could solve a lot of problems for, for very complicated scenarios for Aguno. Sorry, you're no longer a Yid. You don't, you don't matter anymore. That would be an unbelievable solution. We obviously don't use this. But what does it mean? We'll stop right here, about 12 lines down or so, at Yossi Rav Yosef. near will pick up tomorrow night with a um, uh, well, blot and a half. All right, so we'll learn until the bottom of Yod Ches, and then on Shabbos, we'll learn Yod Ches, and Yod Ches. For those for whom I have yet to share, Shabbos will be a regular time. I was supposed to do a bris. Unfortunately, it was pushed off to Sunday. Um, And uh, we'll have Daph Yomi an hour before Mincha, as usual, wishing you all a beautiful night.